Good morning, everyone. Ah, oh, what a delight to be together and to be with you today. And um, oh, it's just such great topics that have been happening over the last little while with families. And um, and I loved the wisdom that was on the stage with Ruth just now with um, with the team just sharing about um, discipline. And I uh, thank you so much for those that that great wisdom. It's, a lot of that is um, some of that's what I'm going to be sharing about today. And um, and um, I, I, I've really um, loved the topic of family. I just really, really love the topic of family. And, um, and I've been a lifelong learner of um, trying to work out how to do this thing with family and build family. And it's, um, and it's always, um, there's always more tools to get and always more um, keys to learn so that you can, you can make life sweeter and nicer. And I feel... Um, it's like I feel like a lifelong learner that is always on the journey and that to get more tools to be able to help my marriage to get sweeter and my children to build my children. Now that I'm a nanny, I'm still learning different tools because I've got it. And so this topic of discipline, my parents now, and to support them and to add strength to them. And so this topic of discipline is, for me, is all about healthy boundaries and be able to help our family to have health. And, um, and also... When I think about discipline, we think about Jesus um, being, a di- he made disciples, and disciples were disciplined ones. And what he was doing with his disciples was that he wanted them to be friends, he wanted them to be close, he wanted to share life with them, he wanted to eat with them, he wanted to, um, to empower them, he wanted to equip them so they could be everything they could be to be able to change the planet. And he was wanting to connect them to the Father as well. And so discipline has got all those factors in it that we're trying to. And also the other thing is that he also was teaching them how to bring heaven to earth. And so discipline is about healthy boundaries and how to bring heaven to earth. <laughs> and, um, and so what does it look like? Our model is heaven. Because we've got to think, well, what is it looking like? You know, Our model is heaven. It's to bring the culture of heaven into our families and to bring it to be able to have um, char- that good character that is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, self-control, and to be able to um, have that in our homes. And how we're going to do that is, um, or part of how we're going to do that is in Exodus. <coughs> Oops, sorry, sorry it's actually in Deuteronomy. Um, Deuteronomy 11. It says in verse 18, Therefore you shall lay up these words of mine and in your heart and in your soul and bind them as a sign on your hand and, in, and be as frontlets between your eyes. You shall teach them to your children and speak of them when you sit in your house. So when you're walking, you're sitting, sitting, when you walk by the way, when you lie down and when you rise up. So we're getting God's words and we're teaching them to our children. We're having a yak with them when we're sitting down together and we're walking, we're in the car, and you shall write them even on the doorposts around the house. We've got some little scriptures and things about what Jesus is, who Jesus is for us. And, um, and you shall put them on your gateposts and the gates. And this is the reason why we're doing that. Why are we teaching them about Jesus and about his words? That your days and the days of your children may be multiplied in the land of which the Lord swore to your fathers to give them and this is the really awesome. So they'll be like the days of heaven above the earth. Isn't that a cool scripture? Wonderful, eh? The reason we're doing this 
is to be able to, and when we think about, this is in the Old Testament, and now Jesus has fulfilled all of these things in the Old Testament, and now we look at Christ, who is all those things, and be able to have him, by the power of the Holy Spirit, to help us, to be able to um, to teach the children with God's power within us, to be able to um, love them and build them, and to see them through the eyes of God, that they are a treasure and precious. They belong to Him before they belong to us. And we're stewards to be able to, on wanting to bring heaven into our home, and to equip them. And so, in the, and, and God is wanting to bring heaven into our homes. Isn't that awesome? He's actually wanting to bring heaven into our homes. What a wonderful Father we've got. And um, so, when we think about this, the goal is the goal of discipline And the goal of healthy boundaries is to have joyful connections. And it's to have unity in the home. It's to make powerful children that know how to self-govern, how to be able to do life well and to make great choices. And, um, And it's also that they have great friendships at school, that they know how to share, that they know how to, um, to um, be great mates, that they know how to be able to sit in the classroom with peace and be able to learn the lessons, and, um, and also that they're going to be great uh, employees and employers one day and be able to one day be a husband or wife and be able to then do it all again for their children. <laughs> and, um, and so it's not, um, it's, discipline is not punishing. And... Um, Often I think that's the word we think. When we think of discipline, we think, "Uh uh-oh, this is not going to be good. It's a punishment is going to happen. um, But ultimately, it's not punishment out of anger. It's about a loving training that we're equipping the kids with life skills and character and being able to, with age-appropriate responsibilities, and and then we're having consequences um, with them so that they can learn to self-govern any situation in life. So, um, so I love this scripture too. It's in this one. I'm not sure if um, in Hebrews 12, um, 5 to 8, I took this out of the, um, the New Living Translation. It says, My child, don't make light of the Lord's discipline and don't give up when he corrects you. It's in Hebrews 12. So my children, don't make light of the Lord's discipline and don't give up when he corrects you. For the Lord's discipline disciplines those he loves, and he punishes each one he accepts as his child. As you endure his divine discipline, remember that God is treating you as his own children. Who ever heard of a child who was never disciplined by his father? If God doesn't discipline you as he does all his children, it means that you are illegitimate and that you are not really his children. So even the father... Oh, sorry, that one. Oh, that was a... Di- sorry, I didn't realise you had that one. I wasn't sure how you felt about that. So um, that one's from the, the Passion Bible. And, um, and so it's all about that God is a good father, and good fathers want to bring correction to their children and bring them, um, and bring, um, bring them to be able to bring correction and leadership to be able to help the pro- children prosper. Sorry about that. I got confused about that one. Different Bible. And... Um, and so, and there's the lovely scripture here that I really found, when I found like I had to be consistent and the children were doing something I didn't really want them to do, and I thought, oh, I just don't want to have to address this again. 
And I don't want to bring correction. And oh no, I've got to, I've got to address this again. And I don't want to, I just want to forget about it. I want to just let the kids go and I don't want to do that. And, um, and or sometimes I felt like I, I, it's going to be a drama or it's going to be, um, it's, it's going to be something I hate. I, sometimes you, you hate having to bring correction because you know the difficulty that it's, that it's, that, 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 the, the pain that it can bring for, for the children sometimes too. And this scripture in Hebrews 12, 11 says, no discipline, well, maybe it's in that one. And, oh, no. It's in verse 11. No discipline is enjoyable while it's happening. Isn't that true? No joy. Yeah, here it is. All, now, all discipline seems to be painful at the time. Yet later, it will produce a transformation of character, which is what Wayne was talking about today. Eh? It'll be a tra- bring a transformation of character, bringing a harvest of righteousness and peace to those who yielded to it. It just makes, that was such a, a key scripture for me as I was raising my children. Whenever I felt like I don't want to have to, I find this so hard to do and I'm, and I'm not having to, to, um, to be consistent, I keep going to that scripture again and again and it helped me to be, it's not joyful right now, but it's going to bring peace and a great harvest for my kids and for our home. And, um, and so, so then how do we do it? What do we do to do discipline and to bring healthy boundaries? I think you can mitigate a lot of the, um, the consequences if we can work out how to do some healthy things first to be able to make the home um, to a place that's, um, that's uh, got a lot of great things going on. And so one of those things, well, first of all, one thing I learned years ago was that the world doesn't revolve around one child. And so we can think this child, it, it brings the whole chaos in the whole family. But the, the, our world doesn't revolve around one child. We have to help that child integrate into our whole family so that it can, be, it can see the relationships. It can see its brothers and sisters. It can, it can, have, can, it can have an honour to mum and dad. And we have to help that child to integrate. And I think that's a really important thing when the children are little too, to be able to really help that happen. Another thing a friend said years ago, nip something in the bud. Um, not to let it keep growing and growing like a big branch on a tree that gets fatter and fatter and stronger and stronger. Nip it in the bud when you see it happening so that you really help it to, um, to that new character to grow for the children. When you think about a tree that's planted in the orchard, um, just let me know when the time's up because it's not yeah. Um, just when the, the tree's growing in the orchard, you know, if it's tilted over with the wind, it, when it bears fruit and it's really laden with fruit, it'll break. And it's not going to be able to cope too well. But we had to put that gentle pressure on a tree to bring it up, stake it in, put some nice um, strong ropes and things around it. And it's, and it's just gently done without breaking that tree to bring that tree into health and strength so the roots can go down. When the fruit comes on, it's going to be laden and not break. And so we're wanting to, one of those things to help us, the house, is to, we are, so we're in unity. If there's a couple, we'd be able to talk together and have couple power, so we're in unity. And for some of us, that might not be happening for us, but maybe you could be talking about it with, your, with a friend or with a, um, a, um, a nanny or a, a papa or something like that and work out some strategies to be able to think, what do you want in your home? What are the characters? What are the boundaries? What are the healthy... Um, things that you want to see in your home. What are you going to do if the child is, is swearing? What are you going to do if the child is lying? What are you going to do if there's hitting happening in the home and the children are yelling? What is, what is, what's happening with TV? Talk about those things privately in the bedroom without the children listening and make a bit of a strategy together. 
And how, what are the healthy routines you're going to do throughout the day to help the, the, the day to go through um, with those healthy routines? And so, um, so we're wanting to get those things thought about together as a couple and work together as a couple so that when we come together, we're a force together with the children. Because what can happen is if I say, okay, it's four o'clock, the TV's going off, and then I'm going off out to hang the washing, and then the children see Dad and they go, hey, Dad, can we watch the TV? Oh, yeah, sure, put the TV on. I come back in from the washing and go, what? The TV's on. How come your kids are watching TV? Dad said we could do it. What did Dad do that, you know? But, but so I have to be able to, we have to work together. And so probably the thing that what I would really, um, together we would do is go, what did, what did mum say? When, when the kids come and check with us, either it's, what did dad say, what did mum say? So that we can be on the same page. And then, and then if, if we think differently about that, we have to be, we have to go, uh-oh, I didn't realise that, kids. We better do what mum said, you know. And, um, and so they'll be turning it off, and then maybe he might think differently. Maybe it's, it's, it's the school holidays. They should be able to have TV. That's what I really think. So we, he might not say, you won't say that loud, but we would go in the bedroom and have a chat about it and talk about it together and say, you know, I think it's all right for the holidays. You know, we could do that. And so it's like we can make that plan together and go, well, we had, you know, you can make another plan and go, actually, kids, we've had a we think about it. Yeah, let's do it today. You know, just talking together, making a plan together and working it out and being a force because what will happen if we're not, in lead and not doing this together? The kids will get between us and they will play us off one and another. And, they, and, our, and we will be arguing and we will be in disagreement. And, um, and I, ha- I know a family that the mum was really wanting to put, um, put, uh, help the children get jobs set up and do jobs in the house. And so she would make a good list and, and things were going to be happening. And when she um, started to get that happening... She hadn't talked to her husband, and he thought the kids didn't need to do jobs. And so, so she would be trying to get the kids to do jobs and saying, he was saying, it's all right, they don't have to bother with that, you know. And so, of course, the kids were like, well, we're not going to do it if Dad doesn't think we're going to do it, you know. And so it was just chaos. And so, so it was, first of all, needed to go back together as a couple and work it out. And what, maybe, maybe he thought the jobs were too, too difficult. Maybe they weren't age appropriate. You know, we've got to listen to why the other partner's thinking no and work it out to get a, um, learn to honour each other. It's in both of us that we must listen to each other and be able to um, learn to honour each other and work out, well, what do we want? Our family didn't do that. My family, when I was growing up, might not have done that. Howie's family might have not done that when he's growing up. But what do we want for our family? What do we choose for this with what we're going to have with bringing up our children? Does that make sense? Um, yeah, and so another thing I think that really um, mitigates um, um, having to discipline the, with strong consequences and stuff later on is that we are catching our kids being good. And so... Um, every child wants to be noticed. Everyone wants to be noticed. Everyone wants to be loved and looked after. And so kids don't know how to express that to us. And so they might um, be loud or they might be um, uh, precocious or something to be able to get our attention because they really want us to see them and to have time with them. And so rather than, if we're seeing that happening, it's like, what is my child needing right now? And something they're acting out, but sometimes they just might need a bit of quality time with us as well. And to be able to, maybe, you know, after the, you've sorted something out, it's like thinking, I'm going to need to have some quality time with this kid. And, um, and so I really felt it was like for, really important for me to look for, um, for great things the kids were doing that I truly 
honoured and, um, and truly thought were great. So it was like things like, um, you are so strong. I love the way that you carry that wooden and really fill up that wood box. Oh, you're amazing the way that you're so strong. And thank you for being so brave. You know, I saw you have to go to the teacher and talk about that with the teacher. It was so hard for you to go and, and talk about that with the, the teacher um, yesterday. But that was so brave of you. And um, well, you are such a great helper when you do, do something, when you're doing something, um, you know, when you're helping in the house. And um, well, you've built a great tower. I love the, the thought that's gone into that and the, the, what you've done to make that a great, t- um, to all those different um, buildings you've made there. And so looking for great things that they've done and to honour it and to, um, and to catch them being good. And, um, and I found that to be really helpful as well. And building their self-worth. You know, when a child, um, I love to sit down and ca- occasionally I would sit down and I really want to have my words really connect with the child's heart. And so um, I, I would put them on my knee or sit beside them and I would say, look at my eyes. And so I, I, I think smiling is really important in the house. <laughs> smiling is really important to the children that most of the time they see us. And I remember one time someone saying, it's better that the children hear 10 times more positive things than the, than the few things correct, correctively, you know. And so we're trying to build more with, correct, with, with, with life than we are to do the correcting things. So we're looking at all the good things they're doing. And... Um, and so sometimes I would sit the kids down and, I'd, and, and I want my face to be not a scary thing. You know, I want my face to be a, a place to be a, of, of connection, you know. And um, there's sometimes I'm going to have a firm face and that's different. I'm going to have a firm face. No, I have made heaps of mistakes. Actually, I, meant to, not to, I don't want it to be too scary, you know. And um, although I have made heaps of mistakes, actually, I meant to say at the beginning, I have made heaps of mistakes and I still make mistakes with my grandchildren. And so I'm not perfect and I'm on the journey of learning as well. And there's some things that I've done that I'm, that I'm thinking, oh, that was great. And other things I think, oh, man, I wish I'd known these uh, things now. And, um, and one of those things that I've learned la- later in life was love and logic that, that um, Glenn's bringing to you guys. I've been learning about that. And I thought, oh, if only I knew that when my kids were little. And, um, and so um, it's going to be an absolutely phenomenal course that you're going to – if you can get to that, I'd really highly recommend that. And, um, and so – I think I just sometimes when I really wanted to connect with a child's heart is to look into their eyes and to say, I really love you. I love that you do this and that, and I love who you are. And it's like looking right into their eyes and really meaning it from my heart and speaking into their heart. It's like, does something really amazing in their heart that they really believe, you really believe in them and you really see them. And, um, and so, um, and also another thing that I really helped kind of, this is like setting a healthy culture around the family. And another thing was to um, teach the children to be grateful and to be thankful and, have, and for us to be grateful and thankful too. Our children were amazing when it came to, we were running the church down in Moirua for years and our children were a vital part of the team that made that work with Howie and I setting up and getting things ready and making things work in the mornings. And, and it was like, so often I say, man, we couldn't do this without you guys. You are so amazing. Thank you so much. And, um, and so it's so valuing them. And then when they do things for a brother or sister does something, really look at that and say, be really important. Can you say thank you to him or thank you to her for doing that? And, um, and gratitude to their brothers and sisters is just beautiful when it starts to 
It's a, it's a mission to start happening, making it happen in the beginning, but gosh, it's gorgeous when it keeps on going and it's part of the culture in your family of, of gratitude and thankfulness is lovely. And, um, and I, another huge thing is honoring their play because their play is their world and their interest is their world. And so it's like looking at them, what they're doing, and to, because sometimes we can want them to do something different, like go to the bath, you know, and, but they're in the middle of playing an amazing, building an amazing thing on, maybe with Duplo or Lego, I'm thinking about little kids here, and they're, they're having just so much fun, and they're having a great time, and it's, it's, I feel it's very dishonoring to pull them away from that without honoring what they're doing and who they are, and um, playing their games and looking at the things that they're doing. And so I feel it's really important for us to have great high honour for our children, respect for them, and to speak life over them, and, um, and to honour their play, honour their sports, honour their music. And, um, and so I, when, I was, um, when you think about, like, say, say they need to go for a bath or something, and, um, and we can, um, we, that they may use all sorts of tools to get the kids such a, a great time, we can use all sorts of tools to get the kids to do stuff. And, um, and some of the tools we can use cannot be that helpful. And some of the tools we bring from our childhood, when we were, when we were kids as well, when we, and how our parents did it. And some of the tools that we can bring are yelling and, they do that, and shouting and um, manipulating, intimidation, rejecting the kids, shaming them, um, and, um, and putting humiliation around them. And those sorts, of, those sorts of things get the job done sometimes. The kids will do what we want them to do. But the, the problem is it's doing something in their heart that's damaging inside of them. And, um, and so we might get the result that the children do something for us at that time, but it will have a, a damage that will also be a tool that will be their tool to talk to you and their tool to be able to talk to their siblings. And so I, I loved... Um, James Dobson back in my day was the man who taught us. And, um, and so he, he taught um, this really helpful... Oh, thanks. He taught a really helpful um, little graph here where he said, if we think this is... The, if we plan this is the, the time, um, so that much, as much time that's, go, that's going through the day or that the, the, the time to get the kids to go to the bath, and if this is the emotions going up this way, and so we might start off with um, people can't behind, see you behind you. And um, so if we can start off saying, I want you kids to go to the bath. And so we're going, so maybe the kids are in the other room and maybe they're, they're playing with their toys or outside in the, in the um, outside playing in their bikes. It's time for a bath, kids. And so we, we might be saying that, but we're not actually meaning that inside of our hearts. It's actually time for the bath right now. And so we could say, time for the bath. And then we're just carrying on with our work and then we're just um, we're doing our own thing, and then we might be cooking dinner or or something, or and then we might yell out again. It's time for the bath, kids. And so the emotion's getting a little bit higher, and it's taking a bit longer time. And then we're just carrying on with our work, and then the the, the time's elapsing. We think, hey, kids, get inside. It's time for that bath. And so the emotions are getting a little bit higher, and we're yelling a little bit louder, and then. Um, and then we're still carrying on with our work, and then we might 
get a bit more explosive. Get inside and go for that bath now, you know. And so our loud, getting a bit louder, you know. And then finally, after a long time of the laps, go, get inside right now and have that bath, you know. <laughs> and, <laughs> and at that moment, I'm getting out there and getting those kids in that bath, you know. And so my action is now, <laughs> my action, I'm having an action line here and I'm getting some this is where my explosive, loud yelling is happening here, you know? And the kids are going, Mum means it. Okay, off in the bath we go, you know? <laughs> and so the kids are inside and they're doing the jobs and whatever they want them to do. And that's, that can be our pattern, you know? We think, and we kind of think, and yelling kind of works, you know? The kids, the thing that's making the kids. And, but the thing is that we often think it's the yelling that is the thing that's making the kids. And it, that we have to always have a loud voice and a yell to make the kids do stuff. But actually, it's not actually the yelling that made the kids do stuff right then. Do you know what it was? Hey, That's right. It was, I meant it. I, I put my action with those words. It was my action that meant it. And so I was finally saying, it's enough. I'm going to do something about this. And I went out to the kids and I was going to get something to happen. And so... We can make that line a whole lot closer with my action and also without all that emotion if I just adhere, said, okay, kids, and I would probably, what I would like to do too was probably, this is what I would do, is saying, love, you know, you're doing a great job with that, with those building that, that stuff in the lounge right now. In five minutes, it's going to be bath time, guys, and I'm honouring their play, I'm looking at their, what they're doing, treating them with respect. And, um, and, and enjoying what they're doing. And I'm going to put that timer on. And I put the timer on. And I said, in five minutes, we're going to have bath time. And I would also ask them to acknowledge that I, they've listened to me. You got that? You know, what's going to happen in five minutes? It's going to be bath time. And so they know, I know, we've all clear, we've, they've talked about it, and we're all on the same page. So that's here. You know, and I haven't got any motion, really. And, um, and so now what I would do is I would go and put the timer on in the, in, the, in the kitchen. And then in four minutes' time or so, I'd be looking at that timer going, hey, guys, it's four minutes. Only four minutes to go. It's um, four minutes to go. It's going to be bath time in four minutes. And so got that. And so and then, then I would, this is particularly in the young time when it's just training in the beginning. And then, then when it comes to one minute, saying, nearly one minute to go. And so, um, so and, and then, then when it came to the, the timer went, they would all, the timer would go, and then I would be the person that would walk to them. And I'd go, okay, guys, it's time to clean up now. You've done a, you know, you've done a great job with those, those, that building, and now we're going to just put all those toys away. Come on, let's go. Who can do the fastest, you know? And we're putting those toys away, and it's like I'm actually doing it with them and, and in their space, and I'm in their in their personal space, I'm with them doing it, and that, and that we're doing it, and we're making it a, a fun and getting things happening. And I'm making my action to be without my emotion being yelling, but I'm actually moving into their space, moving with my words, and I'm following the words that I've said, and um, and doing it. Um, and does that make sense? Yeah. <laughs> okay. And that's so that's something that I learned, and it was so helpful because you, you, you I've, I mean, I'm guilty of, of of being shouting to the children, and got so mad, but but um, but but this is that's not my goal. That's not what you want, eh? It's, it's, you're wanting to get something. Um, you're wanting to help those children to get it without that happening, and to be able to ha- without the yelling, and to be able to use your 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 presence and your. Your um, your witness and your your 
your, that communication so they really know what is happening. There is um, nodding and them acknowledging that that's what's happening too. There is, um, you know, the, there's something that the love and logic stuff that Glenn's going to talk about, because I've been listening to that too and I've loved it. And, um, and so when we have to come to correcting that behaviour that the kids are doing and there's bad behaviour, there's, there's needs to be some correction. There needs to be some consequences for the kids. And so if we do use some of those other tools that we talked about before, like the yelling and the anger and the punishment and all that kind of stuff, there's, um, there's a, um, there's a, or, or um, yeah, anger and punishment and yelling and shame and manipulation. What can happen is that the kids, uh, the way our, that way our brain is made is that this part of the brain is the thinking part of the brain and the front part of our brain is, the, um, is where our good choices are made, our good thinking is made, where we make um, great decisions and working out what would be a great pathway is in here. But if we... If we are feeling judged or criticised or um, yelled at or um, manipulated or, or whatever it might be, the bad tools, particularly if the children feel afraid or um, freeze or they want to they run away, those are, um, those are three, that if, the three Fs. They fight, flee or freeze. And that's, that, that's caused because they're feeling scared. And so they have three reactions. And what happens then is there's this little gland at the back called a amygdala, amygdala or something, and it sends off this chemical that comes and flushes this chemical over our, our thinking part of the brain. We can work, make good decisions, and it shuts the good decisions down, <laughs> which isn't a great thing. And it's like all the kids can think about, I've got to protect myself. I've got to run away. I'm going to fight. I'm going to freeze. I don't know what to do. And it's like this, it's just those three reactions start to happen in the kids. And so maybe they are... Maybe they may, may go and have a, you know, maybe in that situation, they might go and have a bath, but they're angry when they're having a bath. Or maybe they're, they're having a bath, but they are frightened in having a bath. You know, but none of those, um, or, or maybe they're just, they're, they feel all, all sort of stuck. And so that, no, either, all those reactions are, are shutting that brain off that, that the children unable to really be able to work out what do I need to do next time? What am I, what's a good thing for us to be at? What's, what am I learning from the situation that my mum and mum's wanting to give, give me and tell me, to, tell me to do? And so how to be able to, if, they, if we're needing a correction, maybe the, for, with big kids, maybe they've crashed the car, maybe they have stolen something, maybe they have um, sworn, maybe they've been disrespectful to the teacher, maybe they have... Um, Maybe they've been, we just, the natural thing for us is, if that's happened, we just, the natural thing for us is, we also, that amygdala is probably going off in us. We're feeling frightened or afraid or, or upset. And so we've got to actually um, understand, and the big thing that we have, that, that, will, that stops that amygdala going off, that can, um, that can stop that from um, sending that, that chemical onto that, and to stop our, shut our brain down, is, is empathy. There's a key that, um, that stops that, and it's the key of empathy. And when we start to realise, ah, we can figure this out, you know, 
And when you have empathy to the child, um, it will help that child to be felt that we're beside them and they've, got a made, they've made a really bad decision. And so empathy is like saying, ah, oh, wow, that's a problem, you know. And, and so we're sitting then with that problem and we're acknowledging how difficult it is for them and we're sitting with them. Whew, that's, oh, man, that's a problem. And so we've heard that they've done something. And then from that, um, it's like, what do you think we could do about Now, this is not something I've done, actually. I'm very, if I'm really honest, this is the stuff that I've learned from the stuff that, about love and logic. This is the stuff I've been learning when my kids grew up, and now I'm starting to do it as an adult. And so this is the stuff of learning about empathy in a, in a new, it's a different way of parenting. But it's about being able to sit beside the kids and go, wow. What do you think we can do to solve that problem? And what do you think you can do to solve that problem? And, and, then, and then so you, you're just putting the, the, you're being able to sit beside them and you're actually kind of, you're helping those children to be powerful and to make the choices and make decisions and get them to think and get up solutions so that they can go and sort out what's the next step to do. And then they're probably going to go, well, I don't know. You know, and then it's going, well, and, and then it's about, well, do you want to hear what? Some kids have done in the past. And so you get an idea, and how do you think that'll go? No, oh, I don't know. You know, and then you get another idea. Well, this is what some kids do. Oh. And then how do you think that will go? And then they think about that. And this is what, and then might have another idea. This is what some kids have thought of. But you're not angry. You're just sitting beside them and trying to get them to have a thinking and getting that part of the brain start to work so they can figure out a solving plan and then being able to go... And then at the end, so, what, so let me know how it goes when you've thought of something and come back to me. And so you're actually getting them and being beside them and helping them to come up with the creative plans and then you're still interested and you're wanting them to sort that out. Yeah. And so, so that, that's been um, really... Um, and I, I'd love to hear more about that from Glenn because um, I bet he's got heaps of tools from that one. <laughs> They've got amazing kids. So, um, yeah, so you'll, you'll learn heaps from them. And so just on winding up, it's like we're really wanting to help being, teaching the children how to be great. Dramas is to be able to help that culture by being, teaching the children how to be grateful, um, catching our kids when they're, great, when they're doing great things, and um, being a couple pow together, and, um, and being able to then when something drama happens, it's to be, have empathy and to honour and honour the children and to be able to start helping them to have, believing that they're going to have tools to be able to get the, to be able to sort this out and clean it up with their teacher, with me, with, with their brother and sister. And, um, and so, I mean, the topic is so huge and that's just a little snippet of what some things we could do for discipline. And, and so we just, um, just want to honour all the mums and the dads in this room, all the nannies and the papas, all the aunties and uncles, and every person, all the friends that just love family. I just know you love families, you love your children. And I bet if we sat down and had time together, you'd tell me lots of wisdom as well. And so we just want to just um, honour all the, everybody that's just pouring their life into children. And we just celebrate you, celebrate Jesus that's with us, and to bet that scripture again from Deuteronomy that talks about when we sit with our children, we're talking about the Lord in our homes, and that the reason that we're doing that is that he wants to bring heaven to earth in our homes. So bless you, and I release heaven into your homes in Jesus' name.